Well, hello and good day, wonderful podcast family. What a privilege and honor to be with you here today in this moment. I hope that wherever you are on this planet, you're doing fantastic, and I'm sending you all of my love, well wishes, good vibes, positive intents, prayers your way to you, your family, your friends, and everyone you love. We've got another fantastic episode of the show for you today. We have Peter Stone on, and we are talking about sovereignty, the Vatican, and the keys to freedom. This is a very deep dive in to uh, many different things such as law and we cover the levels of waking up the bible as a book of metaphors the crown the two birth certificates agenda 2030 the depopulation plan the wizard of an wizard of oz analogy legal versus lawful um understanding common law and why it's within you and how to start small uh the how to stand your grounds what apocalypse actually means how to deal with the police and uh so much more so this is a fantastic episode you're going to learn a lot and if you like it please uh share this episode far and wide with your friends this show really depends on you guys sharing this episode promoting it talking about it uh doing what you can to get the word out there to overcome this insane censorship that we are facing so i appreciate each and every one of you you can go over to itunes as well and leave a review in itunes those help a bunch as well so uh, anything along those lines would be great head over to mattbelair.com and you can sign up um at the membership and get exclusive content but also it'll back up the episodes and it's a way to contribute to the show if you wish you can have it for free or you can have it by donation since uh patreon has deleted this account so all the kind donations from patreon are now gone so if you want to support the show that way that would be appreciated as well and the best way you can support the show as always is to do three kind acts wherever you are in the world today and if you're someone who really wants to make a difference in this world you want to go from working a job to working a vocation to knowing and living your life purpose you want to learn how to architect your life deliberately and live your calling live your vocation uh hit me up matt at zenathlete.com or go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching because i can help you through many different tools from the soul compass to the quantum heart hypnosis to deal with getting crystal clear on who you are what's most important to you what's most aligned from your heart and soul how to figure out what your life purpose direction or calling is then how to overcome all those limiting beliefs that arise imposter syndrome uh, self-worth self-doubt all of these things and then learn how to take your goals and use all these peak performance flow state and mindset techniques and spiritual techniques to manifest this reality so you're actually working and using all of your tools to manifest the reality you want not the one that you think you want or the one that's based on fear or the one that's based on what the world is trying to drive you towards the one that is uniquely yours that comes from your unique and a very honest heart and soul from you. If that sounds interesting, go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching, check out the soul compass, check out the quantum heart hypnosis, or even join me as a guest on my weekly mastermind calls where we cover all of this stuff and support people through community, through training, and through um, support on how to actually create this in reality because it's not so hard to know the direction you're in. It's very hard to continue to walk the path once you figure it out because it's usually not that complicated. It's just like if you're, you know, really out of shape and you want to get in shape. Well, if you're so far off the rails, it takes a, a little bit of alignment to say, okay, you know, this is what I need to do to get in shape. But how do you show up each and every day with a wonderful mindset so that in three months, six months, in a year, your life is totally different. So 
So there's a lot of tools and support for those of you who might be interested in that. And just uh, feel free to hit me up at matt at zenathlete.com. So that's it. Uh, follow me on, on TikTok, on Telegram. Uh, get on the email list because it's hard to get the word out there. And just let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we dive into the show. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Taking a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, enthusiasm, love, self-worth, appreciation, gratitude, joy, faith, courage, and get ready to enjoy this absolutely phenomenal episode with Peter Stone. Hello and welcome to the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matthew Belair. As you know, we are currently overcoming extreme censorship. So if you want to support this show, please share episodes as far and as wide as you can. You can go to mattbelair.com where all the episodes are backed up and you can contribute uh, by donation or for free, whatever you'd like, because they've also deleted Patreon. Um, but the best thing that you can do to support this show is to do three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. Today's guest is the founder and CEO of The Sovereign Project. He is an author and researcher covering all aspects of the corrupt global system and the law in relation to our true rights. Through the project, his ambition is to help people empower themselves with the same knowledge and connect those who wish to be free to become an unstoppable force for world peace. Welcome to the show, Peter Stone. Hello. Good to be here. What's up, man? Great to see you. Thanks a lot. Yeah, good to see you again. Yeah, man, we had a, uh, you and I had an amazing uh, show on the uh, Choose Freedom Law Summit. So I invite people to check that out. And, you know, you're a wealth of knowledge. The Sovereign Project uh, website is phenomenal. And, um, you know, right now it's kind of like a double header of the law. But what I found so fascinating when I did the law summit and started to look into it, this is a spiritual endeavor. You know, it's, yeah. it's such a spiritual thing to know who you are under the creator. And, and everyone kept saying, you know, you got to know who you are. Um, and so I would love for you to just share a little bit about your background, how you got into law. And I love the, the vision of the, of the project to, you know, to be an unstoppable force for world peace. And, um, you know, sadly, one of my friends, Clifford Mahoudi, who's a Zuni elder, has recently passed. And him and David would talk about the next evolution for humanity is peace. How do we have peace here? And so I just love the mission and your work and would love for you to share a little bit about um, you yourself with the audience. Yeah, sure. I mean, just very, very briefly, um, my background is actually engineering. That's what I've always done since leaving school. Um, so all this stuff that I, I know today, you know, uh, common law, I use that in quotes, common law, uh, and other things that I've researched. I've done it on my own and I'm pretty much self-taught. Um, but it all started when the internet was invented, basically. So I got my first 56K modem, and then I went off researching stuff. Basically, basically, I started researching because the stuff that I heard on the news didn't make sense. I thought, I'm being lied to. What the government is saying is incorrect. So I started researching on a lot of things, and I found that everything that the government is saying is a lie. All of it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's shocking, everything. So um, I was researching uh, uh, man-made global warming. I was researching fossil fuels don't exist. They're abiotic hydrocarbons. Um, emissions in cars, that's another scam. Um, so I was researching all this. Um, I started researching the financial system, the stock market, all that. I wanted to know how that worked. Discovered fiat currency. Realized that we were heading for a great reset in the year 2025, somewhere around there, because we're actually in a giant Ponzi scheme. I realized also that the entire financial system was debt-based, but because I had an understanding of economics, I, under I understood that there must be a creditor for all this debt. So I carried on searching, and then I found the birth certificate. 
And then I realized there's the creditors. And then I realized how the actual global monetary system actually functions. And when you realize how it works, oh my God, it's terrifying. And when you understand how it functions and we're all indebted slaves, we're indebted uh, or uh, bonded slaves, you'll understand that the end game is basically to get rid of 90% of the um, human population. It might sound like um, crazy talk. Some people called me crazy when I was trying to warn people about this currency stuff. And I was warning about the great reset that was coming. People didn't believe me. 2017, I says, look, the governments are planning to lock down in 2020. They didn't believe me. The lockdowns happened. People still don't believe me. <laughs> I'm still going to carry on talking. And there's more and more people are now waking up. I think year 2020 is a year when people have woken up. But there's two levels of waking up. One is waking up to what government is actually doing. The next level is waking up and realizing that government doesn't exist. And when you get into that zone, then you can get back your power and then you can become free. So that's, um, that's what I deal with now today. What an extraordinary summary. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, I, I was on the last one. Someone was like, yeah, the government doesn't exist. And I was like, wait, wait, wait a second. That doesn't make any sense. And I was like, oh my God, it doesn't exist. It's like this fiction where human beings or men and women are trying to enforce some sort of thing, you know, on you. And I love like, again, um, a lot of this goes back to the Bible. So one thing I'll go into is, is um, some people have said on the summit that the 1611 King James Bible was the contract on the planet. And the reason being is because the queen swears her oath on it. I mean, you could use that in court. Um, is that something that you agree with or you resonate with, or do you think it's something a little bit different? Cause I know that if you believed in another religion or something like that, people would find that, um, you know, unbelievable, or they would, they would resist that in some sort of way. But as I've been going through the, the Bible, you know, Cal Washington would tell me like it's contractual, right? It talks about equity and fairness and all these different things and so i'm curious if if um that's something that you resonate with uh, as well and then I'll, I'll start there you know there's so much stuff sure, I, want to no, ask. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be i don't want to claim i'm an expert on the bible or anything like that but i have researched some of it because when you research law you'll find that it is intertwined with the bible and it's going back two thousand years and also i think we need to touch on you've got christianity the religion and then you've got christianity the people now it looks like there was christianity the people Two and a half thousand years ago before the bible was written um i don't know much more than that but it, it, it's this is some of the research i i get into I, I i find something new i'd like to research it more but it is difficult it's very time consuming so what i tend to do is i focus on what i can use today so i'm on the functional stuff what can i use so unfortunately i'm not an expert on the bible but yes i would consider the 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 bible like a book of instruction so there's a lot of stories in there and they're almost like hidden meanings there's another layer to the meaning to, to some of these stories so it's um you know like the adam and eve um story you know biting the apple that sort of stuff well that was really like a metaphor from for borrowing from the future or taking from the future you in debt that was a credit card if you like um in simple layman's terms um but yes i've also heard this sort of contract thing about the um the bible but here's the thing for you to be in a contract, you have to place your mark on it. You've got to sign it. That's simple. So no one else can make a claim and say, because of this Bible, that's a contract. Therefore, I've got to do something. I, I am now obligated. You go, well, well wait a minute. You know, I've not signed any contract agreeing to that. So a uh, let's touch on something else as well. That everyone getting into this common law thing. 
they are very worried because they see all these so-called contracts like the birth certificate, you know, you, the, the live birth certificate, and then you've got the, um, the, 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 the legal fiction birth certificate. And yeah, so pay. most people don't know that. Yeah, you have actually two certificates. You have your birth certificate, which makes you this fictional character, the debtor, uh, the straw man kind of thing. And then you've got your certificate of live birth, which you can't even get access to. The law group that I'm in been trying to get the actual one. There's a, a theorizing that it's in the Vatican, that they will never yeah. give you the actual real certificate. They'll give you a certified copy, which is yeah. like some interesting stuff. Yes, and you'll find it. Your certified copy is also copyrighted. <laughs> you mm. go, well, hang on a minute, how can it be copyrighted if it's mine? Um, and then it would be uh, crown copyright. Um, a lot of people think crown was referring to the monarch or queen, but it's not. That's the crown corporation. That's the corporation that owns everything. Um, so anyway, yeah, going back to these, uh, you know, contract thing that you were talking about is that for you to be in a contract, you must have informed consent, okay? which means you've got to have full disclosure. You've got to understand what you're getting into. You must have informed consent, and then you make your mark on that contract. That's very simple, basic contract law. And that's your personal law, by the way. That's within your court, because that's how it works for me. If someone says I'm in a contract with them, show me my signature. It's that simple. If you can't show me that signature, I'm not in contract with you. So the Vatican, basically, I think it's in the year 1303, they decree by tacit agreement that they own everything. And because no one said no within 30 days, they've now decided that's a contract and they own everything. That's not a contract. Also touching on the uh, two birth certificates, you've got one, which is your live certificate of birth. Um, that's not yours, okay? It is owned by the Vatican. The Vatican created it, okay? Now, here's the thing is that um, you were tricked into actually signing that and your parents were tricked into allowing you to sign it because you're when you were born, you're like, a few months old or a few weeks old or whatever, a few hours, and then your foot, little tiny baby foot, was then pressed onto a contract. You can't have informed consent when you're an infant. <laughs> Without informed consent, that contract's null and void. So this birth certificate, even the live one and the dead one, the legal fiction, a lot of people are panicking over it. They think they're legitimate. They're not legitimate because it fails on the basic fundamentals of a contract. You did not have informed consent. Once you understand that, then you feel much freer. So you've got to understand that. Yeah, you, well, you, you said a lot of massive things there. Um, one of them, like the Vatican, I, I think there's like the fire and how they did this. Basically, what they did is they made a claim that they owned everything. And if, and if you make a claim and nobody rebuts it, right, nobody comes forward, then it'll stand as truth until, uh, you know, something, somebody comes and rebuts it. So they've made this claim and nobody's checked it for like a thousand years or something. Yes. So the, the, the head of the snake is, is the Vatican, um, which is, which is really intense. And, and you start to figure these things out. And then you realize like the Pope is not who you think he is. And then there's like two popes, all kinds of weird, weird stuff, you know, yes. going on. But I like how you focus on the practical. And one thing I'd love for you to share a little bit is you you know you looked at you said you know when we understand how the banking and the government work is are you able to share that in some sort of succinct manner like people believe that they're living in a free society and when i started to look at the world i was like something's off like i'm definitely not free like you know as they're saying like they're saying i need to work 40 hours a week just to pay my bills and have a roof over my head like something is off here and so when you go into just international banking and, you know, the debt notes and you start to go up that, you know, the pyramid and the all seeing eye and all that kind of stuff, you realize that there is massive centralized power 
contracts and we're really conditioned into believing this is the way it's got to be. You take kids, you stuff them into school. They're there eight hours a day to stuff them into yeah. university, which they pay for to stuff them into a, an office yeah. job, which where they do the work. And, you know, when you talked about earlier about, um, you know, the depopulation, well, this is in their literature. You know, you yeah. have the Georgia Guidestones, which says keep humanity at 500 million. You can find the books of these people who are, you know, whether they're World Economic Forum or people that are, you know, related to them or the UN, which you think is an amazing thing. And it turns out it's like, oh, it's the complete opposite. It's almost always the opposite of what yeah. you think, you know, it's just like, so, you know, then you uncover that. And, you know, that's one of the things I think it talks about in the Bible as well as like Lucifer's the deceiver. They invert reality. Right. They yes. take the truth and they invert it. So you're so confused. And so you believe that you have to obey these things outside of you. But you only what you're saying is you only have to do that if you're in contract. So I'll leave it to you to kind of summarize what I'm trying to share. Yes. No, but I'm Yeah, absolutely correct. Let's just touch on the Vatican for, for a moment. The, uh, the, the word Vatican is VAT I can. So the VAT is like the holder of everything. So it's like, I can hold everything that I can. That's where the, hmm. the name comes from. But the Vatican is a legal fiction. It doesn't exist. Okay. <laughs> when people wake up to this, I think this is the key. It's a corporation. A corporation is a dead entity. It doesn't exist. The, the name corporation, corpse-oration, that's where the name comes from. Dead body. That's a good way of understanding what's going on. A dead body, uh, and a, a dead entity has no rights. It can't. The only way that you can keep your rights if you speak up because they're yours and say, you know, I'm protecting my rights. If you can't do that, you have no rights. So a corporation has no rights. The Vatican is a legal fiction, does not exist. So everything that it's doing is based on uh, a bluff. Just because people believe in it, they think oh, it's a real thing. No, it isn't. OK, when you understand it's not a real thing, you can then start trying to find someone liable by name, okay? You say, well, who has decreed they own everything? Who is it? You see the shift, you see, this is how they do it. They say the Vatican owns everything. And I go, well, I don't recognize legal fictions. So who is it at the Vatican? Who by name is claiming they own everything? And if they're making a claim that they own my property, I'm gonna say, well, can you provide me with the contract that I've signed? It's very, very simple. Now, I know it's a lot for people to take in, and it's a new way of thinking. Um, and and it's, it's new terminology. A lot of people have never heard of the terminology legal fictions. But let's, let's calm it right down. Let's keep, let's keep it very simple. I'm trying to deal with some nurses here in England, okay? You probably understand. We have the National Health over here. And a lot of them, I think there's 80,000 of them are going to be uh, made redundant because or, or sacked, terminated, because they won't take a certain medical procedure. Um, the problem is, is these nurses believe in the legal fiction because they keep saying, oh, it's H&R that's terminating me. You know, H&R, which is um, Human Resources Department. Well, that doesn't exist. That's a legal fiction. It does not exist. When you can understand this and you say, well, who is it in the H&R department? Give me a name. Who in that department is terminating me? Give me a name of that person. And I want to see if there's a contract between me and that person. And if there isn't, then that person is in serious trouble. So you've got to go back into the living. Don't be in the dead, which is all the corporations. That's the dead world. You want to get out of that. Don't uh, get pulled into titles either. Forget titles. Get back into the living and then go after people by name and say, where do you get the authority from 
to tell me what to do. And if enough people can do that and wake up, that's truly waking up, okay, then you're, you're going to get world peace because all these people, all these snakes, all these politicians, they hide behind legal fictions. They hide behind, like, the government. They go, the government's doing it. Government doesn't exist. So I go, who in the government is doing it? Who in the government is telling me I've got a lockdown? Give me a name. And they won't give it because then they will be liable. So, yeah, a lot of people get carried, you're scared of the Vatican, but the Vatican's a legal fiction. It doesn't exist. I think this is like the devil. It's like um, the, the thing with the devil is he must tell you, he must tell you what he's doing um, and you have to consent to it and he will always lie. So everything is, one, is 180 degrees from the truth. That's what the system is that we're, we have on this planet today. Yeah, I, well, I totally agree with that. And, and it's been interesting looking at this where they have to tell you what they're doing. So the truth is out there. It's not that I've kind of posted along the way is that I'm not the greatest researcher of all time. I'm half decent at it. I ask good questions um, and, you know, so do some digging around, but they make it public. It's not like it's even that hard. You know what I mean? You can go buy Klaus Schwab's book. You can figure yes. out who their friends are. You can watch interviews with them. You know yes. what I mean? It's like, it's just right out in the, in, in the public eye, but it's so dark that it's hard for people to fathom. It's so it's, it's, you know, we, we have this mental map of the world and neuro-linguistic programming, your beliefs, right? And, and there's this quote that says, give me the man until he's uh, five or seven and I'll show, or give me the boy until he's five or seven. I'll show you the man. I can't remember which age. And so they get us, they want government funded schools, they, you know, uh, government programming and all that programming. It's not like a bunch of random people who are making different content or making your TV and your cartoons and your shows. Mm -hmm. It's a very select group of people implanting ideas. Um, then, yeah. it, actually, do you know anything about the Black Cube of Saturn? I, I've looked a little bit into that. I don't know about that. So it's it's like it basically. I don't know. I'm going to leave it because I don't really understand. Google the Black okay. uh, Cube of Saturn, but they're all over the world, you know. And this is supposed to be maybe like the secret, the be all and end all, like secret society of like the God of Kronos or something. And they're okay. out around the world, these black cubes. Um, but one of the other things in that kind of vein is the scrying mirror. And that's, you know, the scrying mirror is like this black mirror. And you look okay. at your phone and you look at the um, computer, you know? And so then, yes. then it starts to manipulate the mind. And, and one of the uh, other prophecies from my native American elder friend, he said, uh, what was it? It said, uh, oh, the rainbow monster was going to steal your kids' brains, right? And one of the problems, and that's the television, you look at all the colors. And so, you know, it's just, it's, it's just such a deceptive system where it has to be like, oh, is this all a lie? And that's a big step, like to the wake up. It's like, holy smokes, that, that means everything that I thought was true, I have to reconsider. That yeah. sucks. But the wonderful thing is there, then you start exploring truth with other people who are like, you know what? We don't know everything, but we're exploring the truth. And when you show me a better truth that will resonate and that's what we're seeking, then that's wonderful. That's where we're moving towards. And that to me is moving towards God's spirit, nature, and the universe. You know what I mean? And, and abundance and peace and all this kind of stuff. Because if you're lost, lost in deception, you're like a, a fish on the line. You're just going to be carried with whatever that, that uh, agenda is. And it's not one that is really going to turn out in a fruitful way because they have spoken publicly about deep poppy, even Bill Gates, you can look at his interviews. He says it multiple times in his Ted yeah. talk and other things. Like if they get the, the, you know, the thing, right, then we're going to deep, you know, the population will decrease. Yeah. How does that make any sense? <laughs> yeah. So please go ahead. You're absolutely correct. 
they tell you in multiple different ways what they're going to do. So, you, you know, you've got Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, you've got Event 201, all this sort of stuff. Klaus Schwab's done his book and all the rest of it. By the way, Klaus Schwab is correct. You know, when he says that um, you will own nothing, you'll be happy. I don't know about the happy part, but the thing where he says you'll own nothing, the truth is that nobody owns anything now. And people don't realize this, okay? You don't own your house, you don't own your car, you don't own your children, you don't own your business if you've got one. And that's because they don't realize they've entered into a trust. Well, if we've got time, we might touch on that. Um, but uh, yes, you're absolutely right. They tell you everything uh, up front and it's in TV, it's in movies and all this sort of stuff. So for example, The Wizard of Oz, that was probably one of the earliest films where predictive programming was put. So The Wizard of Oz, the, the end scene where you know, you've got the hologram, you've got the flames and all this and the booming voice, okay? And everyone's terrified of it, that's government doesn't exist so what do you do you pull the curtain back and you see the guy pulling the levers and then that's the guy you go after and then you've got uh, we've got wizard of oz oz is the ounce of gold because that's the money okay that's what they're going to take from you uh, in the original book i believe dorothy had the uh, silver slippers silver is supposed to protect you you've got the straw man the scarecrow you've got the tin man t-i-n which is the tax identity number so it's all in there <laughs> telling you, the, you know, this is decades ago. So they too, but here's the thing. They also tell you in other ways, but because people are illiterate, they can't read it. So for example, the word illegal, okay? So the amount of people who says, oh, it's illegal, you can't do that. People think that the word illegal means unlawful. It doesn't. Legal is a term found within a contract. If you did not enter into that contract, then the thing, whatever it is, is not illegal for you to do it. This is why so many people are falling into this trap because they don't understand basic contract terminology. All these politicians, okay, all these um, uh, people on the news, the your news reporters, all this, they use, they're using terminology that is found in contracts. In your face, they're telling you this. It's like license plate, okay? So in your country, in my country, you're going to use a car, you've got to have a license plate, okay? Well, that's a government number. The government tells you it's a license number. And you go, well, hang on a minute, what does license mean? License means asking permission. That's what it means. You're asking permission to use the rights of someone else. So I'm going to go, hang on a minute, who is it I'm asking permission to use my car? Why do I need a license plate? So they're telling you in your face that that's what's happening. So if you license your car, you're handing over ownership to the government. The government now owns it. They own your car now. Now you're liable for all the policies that the government can come up with. And that's You've got to pay your tax. You're now liable for the speeding tickets and the parking tickets and everything like that. Because you entered into a contract, you consented, you willingly consented and registered your car with your government's department here in the UK, it's DVLA. By the way, UK is a corporation, that's not land. It's like USA, USA is a corporation, it's not the land. So they're telling you. So if people wake up to this and realize, oh, that means I don't have to license my car. Correct, you don't, it's an offer. You can send notice of termination, get your vehicle back, get your car back, and that's it. You're no longer liable to everything that the government says. This is what we've got to get. You know, all the truckers, you got all these truckers protesting over mandates and stuff like this. I've got to get out to these people. I've got to send them this video. <laughs> All you have to do 
is deregister your truck. And that's it. It's game over. You say, well, I'm not going to register my truck anymore. Here, have the license plate back. I'm going to have my property back. Now it's my truck. I own it outright. And then if anyone tries to stop you delivering or whatever it is, that person is in serious trouble. And now you can sue that person. But yes, the government tells you everything. that They're using contract terminology and the average person can't even see it in front of their face. It's like mandates. Mandate is a contract terminology. You will only find a mandate within a contract. It doesn't exist anywhere else. If there is no contract, then there is no mandate. If someone is trying to mandate you without a contract, they're in serious trouble. And now you can go after them and you can sue them for a lot of money. So yeah, that's what I, this is what the Sovereign Project really focuses on, the basic sort of mechanical stuff of how contract works so people can protect themselves. But you've got to wake up. And here's another thing quickly is that um, don't go to court. If you go to court, you're in someone else's jurisdiction. Okay, You can't go to court because your court is with you everywhere you go. That's how it works. It's your court, it's your jurisdiction, it's your dominion. So if you get summoned to court, by the way, that's an invitation. And if you go and you walk into that building, you're under their jurisdiction, you've lost. You've got no sovereignty, you've got no rights. So you can't go to court. It's with you all the time. I can go to a courthouse with a court building. And then when I walk in, I can declare it my court under my jurisdiction. But I'm not going to be under the jurisdiction of someone else. So people need to learn about jurisdictions. They need to learn how courts should operate. They need to understand how contracts work. The government or the people behind government are only getting away with what they're doing because most people are ignorant. Sad to say, they don't know. They, they can't read. Um, and when I say they can't read, they might be able to read some text on a piece of paper, but they don't understand the terminology. They don't understand the words. They've never heard of Black's Law Dictionary. Okay. And that's it. Because these people are ignorant. Unfortunately, a lot of these people have gone to uh, public school. So there's no education there. You're not going to be taught this in school. That's what the government has done. They've dumbed down people, and that's why the people behind government can get away with what they're doing because the average person doesn't see it. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with all of that. Um, there's a lot of questions I have. One of them you brought up was the Black's Law Dictionary, and it's understanding that they have a different language. I brought this up with uh, Robert Michael in the last podcast of the Devil Hunter, but it's so interesting. So you have your regular uh, definition, and then you have your Black's Law definition. So when you go into court, that's what they're using. So you think it means one thing, and you and it's something else. Now they have all these tricks that happen, and. I think I know the number one fear that people have and I have as well is like, okay, I'm, I'm down to try this and understand, you know what I mean? And, and test it. But then what if something happens and they find you and they lose your property and you go to jail? That, that's obviously the ultimate fear. Um, but once we start, this is what I see being the, the great awakening because this is a spiritual deception. This is people using a, a hypnosis, a spell on everybody, the entire planet, it's a spell that has no actual power over a living man or a woman that gets its right, rights from the creator that are endowed, that they can't be taken away unless you give them away. Um, sure. And basically Lucifer or Satan or the Vatican or whoever made this claim is making us do it, but it's this fear of going to jail or it's this fear of getting a fine or losing all our property, all these different things. Um, so, but once we start seeing the success, we start seeing the cracks, we start understanding this game and knowing it, right? You go from like thinking to then knowing 
and we grow up, you know, a lot of the uh, podcasts that I really like to just talk about, you know, this is time for humanity to grow up. So we take that accountability to start to understand the deception. And then we're going to pass this down to the kids. That's why it's going to be harder for us to blaze the trail to have this understanding, you know what I mean, to go through. So I, through the summit, heard everybody say similar things to what you're saying in, in different um, ways. And so my question is, um, you know, okay, we we go like the courts or whatever um you get a ticket or they're going to do something to you you're not like and i know somebody in a law group right now that has their uh passport as their license or uh, as their driver's uh, uh plate right so they're all in right they're going to be testing it their their plate is just okay. their passport and they're going around and they're not registered they're none of those things and okay. so it's it's going to come down to the test of the court of all these deceptive things that they do you don't want to kind of get tricked and hooked into it so if you're a beginner okay. or even an intermediate like me how do i get to the point where i'm like okay i'm going to go straight forward i'm going to i'm going to unhook everything then it's going to be once they try to play ball with me and i mm -hmm. go to their court how do i not like get hooked in their thing or you know what I mean? That's the fears. I don't have enough knowledge of the grand scheme to kind of like go all in. I've, I've equated it to martial arts where you can go yeah. into the, yeah. the ring and you have these ideas, but once there's an opponent on the other side, it's like, that guy's going to knock your block off. You know, it becomes very real, but if you're solid in your skills and you know, that person has no skills, they, they haven't trained, you're not really worried, right? Because you've trained with people who are really good and you have the skill and knowledge to defend yourself. And that's kind of how I feel at this point in time. Absolutely correct. It is like a martial arts. It's something you've got to practice. Um, and I would not suggest that the average person getting into this would should go after after the mortgage or something like that. Pick your battles. Do simple stuff. Do the easy stuff. It's like here where I am in England, um, you're supposed to have a TV license. Okay. And if you don't, then they'll come knocking on your door and they'll steal your stuff and all the rest of it. It's nonsense. A TV license? TV license, that's right. Like for a television? Yeah. For a television, that's right. You can't own a television without a license here. What? <laughs> that's unbelievable. Exactly. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so everyone fears that. Oh, I've got to pay it every year. Well, no, that's an easy one. You just stop. <laughs> you terminate. <laughs> you just, nope, I'm not going to do that anymore. That's an easy one. Once you've got over that and you think, oh, that was easy. I can get rid of my TV license very easily. Next one would be parking tickets. Start doing that. When next time you get a, uh, a parking ticket that is bogus, go after them. So I think, I think the way to look at this is I think a lot of people are looking to hide behind paperwork, right? Let's, let's, let's get the basics. A lot of people out there is trying to get into this common law stuff and they're trying to go online and they're trying to find some magical form that they can download and they can sign and send it off and then that will solve their problems. Doesn't work that way. There is no magical form. There is no magical paperwork. It does not exist, okay? In fact, common law doesn't exist. You won't find it. If you go looking for common law, you won't find it because common law is here. It's within you. It's your common law. If you go looking for common law online, you'll end up in a different jurisdiction. You might find constitutional common law or state common law. You know, just because it's got common law next to it doesn't mean it is. So that's the thing you've got to learn. Stop looking for forms. Stop looking for paperwork. Stop doing that. Here's another thing. If you're filling out someone else's form, you're now in their jurisdiction. But you don't want to be in their jurisdiction. So you've got to use your own paperwork. That's the key to this. You've got to be in your court using your own paperwork. And then what you've got to do is what you've got to learn. You've got to learn how to read because 
I would suggest everyone, if you go on my website, there is a document called the Plebtorial System. Download that, it's free, read it. That will show you how to read, okay? It will go into the deceptive language that these government people use in their documentation. They'll use things like all caps, block, uh, uh, symbol, language, all this. So it be all caps, or it might be uh, ALS, or whatever, so it's not English. Anyway, so download that, read that. Once you can dissect these documents- Sorry to catch up, I'll just put it for the people listening. It's the sovereignproject.live. And it's yeah. a and it's a fantastic resource as well. Um, and like you said, take it slow, but the all caps, it's like it takes it out. Like it me, it's it's uh what do they call it? Sign language, right? Yes. It's a dead it's a ASL, dead language, so it doesn't even exist. So that's why with the 1611 King James Bible, which is interesting, um, with when I've had some guests on like that, they said they actually took God out of the Bible because they made yes. it in all caps. So now it's yes. actually not even there. You think it's there, but it's not. And so it's just like, come on. <laughs> That's right. They, you're absolutely 100% correct because they use all caps. It's like they, they'll use the word Lord and it'd be capital L. And then the next uh, O-R-D will be a smaller capital letter, like large L and then O-R-D still in all caps. Well, that doesn't say Lord. <laughs> that doesn't follow the grammar of English. So that removes the L. So it's O-R-D. And you go, well, what's O-R-D then? And then that will refer to government. So, yes, you're absolutely correct. Uh, so, yeah, download that document, Pleptorial System. That'll, that'll explain a lot. So people need to start learning contract law, okay? The very first thing you need to do is when documentation comes to you, um, by the way, download another document called Junk Mail. There's, there's stuff on there. It's like how to um, uh, read mail and how to return mail. It's in the paperwork section. Read it. One of the things is when you get your document, you know, it's through the post, you open it up. People are reading it and they're responding to it, but the, there's no signature. I'm going, what are you doing? If there's no signature on it, then it's toilet paper. It's, it's junk mail. It's got no standing, no lawful or legal standing if no one signed it. No one has charged the document if there's no signature on it. So you send it back. You say, I can't even deal with this. Notice of unable to respond. Until I know who has sent this and I've got a signature on it, I can't respond to it. So a lot of people are getting, are losing straight at the, be at the beginning of this game, because when they get the parking ticket, they're opening up the, the, the envelope and they're reading it. And then you're filling out the, the details and then you're sending it off. You've lost at that stage. You don't do that. Okay, let's talk about road laws. Now here's something people have got to wake up to. There is no such thing as road laws, okay? None, they do not exist and they never will. All police, doesn't matter what country you are in, all police only deal in commerce. Commerce is trade between corporations. They do not deal in law in any way, shape or form, only commerce. So this is how it works. A living, breathing man or woman, say, say just us two as an example. If we were on a road, which is common land, okay, which means it's owned by everybody. No one has authority on it. No one owns it outright. So if we was on common land, I could not write down a policy and then force you to follow my policy on common land. I could not do that because that would be unlawful to you. And then you would be able to come after me and sue me for doing that. And the police know this. They know they can't. They cannot enforce any road laws ever. They can't do it. So what they do is they um, trick you into agreeing with them and entering into a contract. Here's another thing. Check the country that you're in. 
you'll find that none of their legislation regarding road laws, none of it has been proclaimed. What that means is for something to be law in their system, a politician has to proclaim it as law. They've got to put their name to it, they have to sign off it, and they've got to put a date to it. And they say from that for that date, from, from now on, that's law. So none of these traffic laws have been proclaimed. Here's what they do. They'll send you the ticket in the post. When you open it, oh, there's another thing, there's a dirty little trick, windowed envelopes. So you might get an envelope and it's, there's a window on it. This is allowing you to look inside the mail, but you can't use windowed envelopes in normal mail. Windowed envelopes are only used in internal mail within a corporation, should not mm. be used in normal mail. So if you've got a, uh, this, is, this is the nasty trick, this is what they do. So if you get a, an envelope with a window on it, you can actually reject that and say, no, it's been, someone can look into that. I can't actually take that. It's been tampered with, it's, been, it's tainted. You can reject it. However, the reason why they use a window on this envelope is so you can look inside the envelope to see what it is before you open it. So you'll look inside, you'll open it. That is proclaiming the law when you remove the ticket out of the envelope. You have just proclaimed the law. And then what will you do? You'll read it. You go, oh, no, I've been done speeding. And it says, please fill out this form. You put your name in there. They'll also ask you to use block capitals. <laughs> They'll also say, use black ink. <laughs> so you're using black ink. You're using all capitals. They'll put nice little boxes in there so you can fill your name in. They'll say, date it, so you'll date it. Then they'll say, sign it, so you sign it. There, contracted. You've proclaimed the law. At that point, when you sign that ticket, you've proclaimed that road law you've sent it off you've entered into a contract now they can come and fine you because you've agreed to it so a lot of people are trying to challenge speeding tickets that's the that's the mistake you don't do that because you're getting into a negotiation so if you start challenging it you, you, you you're you're skipping a step one of the steps the, the first step on anything is you've got to turn around and say well hang on a minute is there a contract did I agree to this? So a lot of people miss that point. Okay, so you, you start getting into defending yourself when you go, well, hang on a minute, I didn't even contract to begin with. So why am I trying to defend myself? That's why people go wrong. And then, of course, they'll go to court, say, oh, I'm going to challenge this in court. You've lost. You've lost. You, there's no way you're going to win. There's no way you're going to win. So the best way to actually win this game is you decline the offer. You say, no, thank you, offer declined. The, the, the offer for me to pay the speeding ticket has been declined. Thank you. Return it. <laughs> they can't do anything after that. Yeah, and a lot of what you're talking about is, uh, you know, when I went down the rabbit hole, it's like talking about common law, right? And then some people say, well, it's not common law. It's actually contract um, yep. uh, or commercial law. That's going to supersede common law. So you have to have an agreement in place. Yep. And Mark Batalek will often say, um, you know, no act or statute applies to you. No act or statute yep. applies to a living man or a woman. And so when yep. he gets pulled over, he'll say, uh, you know, uh, they'll talk to him. He's like, would you, he's like, would you not agree that I'm a man? And then he'll go, he's like, no, no, no. He's like, would you not agree that I'm a man? And then, you know, he'll keep going until they say, yes, you're a man. It's like, well, then how does that apply to me? You know, because exactly. it's always, when you talked about titles before, person, resident, taxpayer, citizen, all of these are titles. And, and on the flip side, what you were talking about is like, okay, well, this is the mayor or this is the head of the IRS or this is the head of this thing. Yeah, okay, that's a nice title. Let's remove that and you're Doug. 
Doug, Correct. where, where have I, what, what kind of thing have you and I agreed to where you can tell me what I can and can't do with my life because you work for this fictional company of this bank yep. of this police department of all these different things. Now, see, I understand it to that point, but to, cause I got a speeding ticket and that's the yeah. one that I, I, I'm, I'm working on now, but even like people, you know, like removing fear is so important. Worst case scenario you learn and you pay the ticket bung up their course don't just comply and pay it so if every single person fought every single thing they need men and women who get paid a lot of money to show up then you're going to learn you're going to get better then eventually you've got it and then you path the path the way for someone else so even me trying like, you know what that didn't work i had to pay the money that i would have had to pay anyways you know mm. what I mean? So even that fact of like, okay, how am I going to learn from this? And the other thing with, with your website and, and others out there too, with people resonate, Robert Michael has a community as well. People want to learn this. They're willing to help you. And it's, this is the knowledge that I think is so crucial for the great awakening, because this is the grand Luciferian deception, this great, magnificent deception to the all seeing eye, to everything mm. works out. They run through the courthouse because they're harvesting your money. And if yeah. we didn't have money, we wouldn't be slaves. We wouldn't be slaves to debt. So the mm -hmm. modern form of slavery is the financial system. So we need to understand that. And when we understand how it works, it pulls its power away, but it requires you growing up a little bit. And I know it can kind of seem daunting and it can kind of seem like um, overwhelming, but just chip away a little by little. And you're taking that accountability and responsibility. You'll grow spiritually, mentally, emotionally, but you'll start to feel a little bit more free in the same way where... I did martial arts and I felt a little bit more safe, more free, more comfortable in my skin. Not because I want to go and pick a fight with someone, just, just in case the environment in which I live becomes, uh, you know, dangerous. I feel more comfortable in existing here. So the same thing with, with this law stuff is, you know, you're going around and I imagine you don't, uh, you're not afraid of the police. You're not afraid of courts. You're not afraid of judges because you have an understanding of that system and you know, you're not going to get caught up. And that's where um, I'm working towards. And I feel like it's incredibly valuable because all of this runs on deception. All of it yes. is on deception. And when we uncover yes. that, it removes the power. Yes. Now I also want to talk about fear a little bit. Okay. Cause a lot of people, they, they say, Oh, you know, if I get into a confrontation with the police and, you know, my heart's racing and I'm all the rest of That's normal. Don't worry about that. That is just a normal response. That's fine. But it's how you handle, handle yourself in the moment. That's the key. You've got to stand your ground. Here's the thing. Standing your ground is not easy. Okay? It takes courage. Because if it was easy, everyone would do it and we wouldn't be in the mess we are today. So, yes, a lot of people say, oh, I'm too fearful. Well, yes, but you've got to overcome that. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I've dealt with police many times, and sometimes, okay, one time not because I one time I absolutely berated a policeman, and I had no fear whatsoever, but that was a different situation. But yeah, most times, yeah, of course, heart's going, it's normal. It's like anything. If you you get into a confrontation in a in a pub, someone knocks you, and you turn around and you, you know stares you out or something. Okay, this is this could turn nasty. Yeah, it's 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 normal. Don't. So what I'm trying to say to people is, yes, it is fear. But you, it's only you who can overcome it. And you've got to do it. Okay, you've got to stand your ground. You've got to hit that bully in the face. You know, if you don't, and you, you, you will always be a coward and you'll always be a doormat and people will just walk all over you. So you don't want to live that life. So yes, there is fear, but just overcome it. But once you know how it, the system works, the fear really does go away because you know how it actually physically works. 
I mean, I just want to touch on the fact that you used the term money. We don't actually use money. Money doesn't exist on this planet in any way, shape or form. You know, most people are getting into this common law stuff of, are, are now hearing about fiat currency. Okay, so that's a debt-based system. That's like promissory notes. That's not money. In simple layman's terms, money has to have two parts to it. That is a person's labor and a physical commodity of wealth, something of value. So like a gold coin is the obvious one. Someone has to dig it out the ground. We've got to melt it down, turn it into a coin. That'll be the labor. The other side of that is the gold itself has the, the value. That was That is what money is. That doesn't exist. No one really uses that today. You might see a bit of it on the black market, but most people are using notes of paper and, and tokens that have no value. Now, if you dig a little bit deeper, because I know you, you wanted me to just touch on the banks, which I forgot, I'll touch on it now, is that um, this is what this is what I was searching for when I was studying the banking system and I was studying the stock market and how fraudulent that is. It's just a paper market. They're just passing notes around with no value. That's what the stock market is. Um, completely fraudulent. It's like paper gold. I mean, they're just handing around pieces of paper saying, I owe you some gold. And then they think that's got value and it doesn't. But anyway, so what the monetary system is, is you've entered into a trust. So when you were born, um, the live certificate of birth was created. It's now under the control of the Vatican. They own it. Okay. They use that live certificate of birth to create credit. Because in basic economics, to have a debt, there must be a creditor. It's two sides of the same coin, or a yin-yang, if you like. Okay. It's a two-piece jigsaw. If there's debt, it's got to be a creditor. So you are turned into a creditor using your live certificate of birth. So when you turn 16, um, you can now consent to enter into a contract. And now you can start opening bank accounts. You can start taking loans out and all the rest of it. Now, here's what happens is when you actually need some money, say you, loan, uh, you, you need to lend some money from a mortgage company or a student loan or a credit card company or anything like that. What's actually going on is that bank turns around to the Vatican and says, right, say you, um, you want 10,000 pounds. So the mortgage company says to the Vatican that uh, you're requesting £10,000. The Vatican says, OK, and then uses your live certificate of birth to create the credit. They then give that to the mortgage company. It's your credit. It's your £10,000, if you like, in credit. OK, it's then given to the mortgage company. The mortgage company then give you your credit, but trick you into becoming the debtor. They do a bait and switch. No one reads a mortgage contract. They just sign on the bottom line. They don't know what they're signing. Okay, It's written in legalese. But what they're doing is they know that you're the creditor, but they do a bait and switch, and now you, you become the debtor. So they trick you into paying back your own credit. It's your credit. So you'll pay that back at interest. So the bank makes money on that payment. So you get a loan for £10,000. You, you spend 10, 10 years paying it back. You make all these payments. The bank makes money on the interest. The bank then gives all that money back to the Vatican. The Vatican puts it in your trust fund. It's sitting there waiting for you to collect it. You don't even know that trust exists. So you don't collect it. You do this throughout your entire life. So every speeding ticket you get, the payments you make goes into that, okay? Um, everything you sign is securitized. So if you sign documentation that is linked to the government, they securitize it, they put more payments into there. You never collect it. If 
by the time you get to 65, it might be worth a couple of million dollars, uh, you know, sitting there. You've not collected it. You don't know it exists. It's all the payments you've made throughout your entire life. It's sitting there waiting for you to collect. You don't collect it. When you die, that money goes to the Rothschild banking system. Now, when you understand how, how the global monetary system actually operates, now you can understand what is going on today with a certain medical issue and a certain medical procedure. I can't see any more than that. Read between the lines. A lot of people think that this certain medical procedure is being funded by the, or pushed by the pharmaceutical companies because they're making say $200 for, per injection. That's chicken feed, that's nothing. No, the Rothschild banking system are making a million dollars, $2 million for every single person who dies. This has been going on for, for decades. This is why wars are done. If you kill off all the population and they've never claimed on their trust fund, all this trust fund goes to them. I'm telling you, when I, when I discovered this, I was like, oh my God, that's what's happening in this decade. It's end game. This Ponzi scheme is coming to an end. I mean, if you're going to run a, a global Ponzi scheme, what do you do when it comes to an end? Do you allow the Ponzi scheme to collapse and then all your customers realize they've been tricked do you, or do you kill off all your customers? telling you but when you wake up to that it's terrifying but that's what's going on but you can step out of this system you can get back into the private you can learn this contract law stuff and you can protect yourself forget about governments forget about what's going on shrink down to your level and just deal with the people in your life so if your boss is giving you hassle over a certain mandate for a certain medical procedure that's the person you go after Forget what's everything. See, people get, it's, it's too much for them. They go, oh my God, look, look what's happening in Australia. Look what, what's happening in Canada. Look what, yeah, it's, it's overwhelming. But if you try and put all that to one side and just concentrate on your own life, it's much easier. So I know there's a lot of fear out there, but you've got to overcome the fear. You really do. Well, Pete, that was a, a phenomenal summary. Um, and, and from my own research, it's exactly, I've come to the same conclusion. And other people who've done the same research, they, become, they come to the same conclusion because that's where the evidence leads. That's where the truth is. And so, you know, they want that, to, that's what's happening. You know what I mean? It, it sucks, you know, but it's not your opinion. It's where the evidence goes. And so all the yes. other people looking at into it, um, they find the same thing. Like, holy smokes, like this is absolutely uh, horrible. Um, and you said a few things about, you know, the, the debt and the credit is so fascinating when I learned like, okay, you get a mortgage, right? It's already paid. So the yes. pagan pays again. So here, yes. oh, you, here's your, here's your $500,000. Okay, cool. Great. Now you're going to pay it again because you're a pagan. You don't even know it's already been um, paid for. And that's how some people um, are able to discharge their mortgages and discharge their debt because they have enough knowledge to go back once they've understood this and say, Hey, wait, this has already been paid. And Mark Vitalik has helped people do that for years, but he stayed uh, under the radar, right? A lot of these people have stayed under the radar and it seems like now's the time for this. And a lot of the teachers who've been teaching this, no one was interested in this because they had enough in this matrix reality. Like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It's not so bad. Uh, but now all of a sudden the clamp is coming down and, and through that stress, People are like, okay, something's off and they're yes. um, motivated to learn this stuff, which is exciting. Sadly, from the number of 
people who've kind of consented to this because you have to read that form and take it and consent it looks like they're going to be reasonably successful so my question to you would be oh and i want to touch on this too um the idea of you don't need to save anyone else and for last year i've been in stress kind of looking at what's going on and say okay you know i want to be helpful um, I would, you know, when I wanted to try to bring awareness around the atrocities of human trafficking and things like that, mm-hmm. and starvation is so awful. So I'd like yeah. to, I'd like to push the button and stop those things, but I can't. And it seems like in this lifetime, especially now, we have to save ourselves because yeah. what's happening is everyone's drowning. You can't, if you could, and you're a good person, you have compassion, you want to save everyone, but now we have to have the knowledge, have the understanding to save ourselves. And then we can save our immediate family um, and, and, and make that example for our community um, to have the skill. So let's just say the Titanic sinks and we figure out like, I don't know how to, how to float and then get a rowboat. And once we do that, then we can pick up a few people around us or something, or we're on a deserted Island, you know, figure it out and then teach your fellow man. So when you do that, it starts to bring that power back. It's not like you're ignoring it. It's not like you're not, you know, uh, compassionate towards or empathetic towards people suffering. It's like now is the time where I need to save myself, get right with the creator. And then, so I can navigate these times. So the question I want to ask yeah. you is um, my thought about these things. I'm like, okay, I, I agree. And it seems like in this system, you do need to consent. Right. But, yes, but then the issue I've had with that is like, well, what about communism and the Bolshevik revolution and the times mm-hmm. where people were starved out or it's, you know, um, one of our friends was, they were, came from, I don't know if it was Bosnia or somewhere there was co- um, communism. And they said somebody showed up at their house, their, their father's house, who was a tailor and a farmer and put a gun to his head and said, sign this contract, which gives us everything or we shoot you in the head. So that's yes. not much of a choice. So no. So how do you see things going? And do you think like, does this still apply in that? Or you know what I mean? Like, how do we uh, like, uh, yes, remedy yeah, that? Absolutely. Like, it's like going full Nazi, if you like, you know, like in, you know, 1942 in France, you'd shoot people in the streets just like that. Well, that is individuals. Okay. So that's not the system. So the system itself requires your consent. It always does. Here's the thing. If the government, could just do whatever it wanted right now, why do you think it would waste its time with all this paperwork? Why waste all this money on propaganda? Why bother? Genghis Khan wouldn't bother with any of this. He's going to just tell you, this is how it is. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, it depends on what country you're in, but we're not there yet. You know, we're not to the stage where the police are going to shoot you in the back of the head. That day might come. But that's individuals. So that's an individual who have overstepped their mark. That's a policeman who's now become unlawful. He's now carried out an unlawful act against you. So this is why, again, you've got to try and focus on your own life, not on hypotheticals, not on, you know, all that sort of stuff, only on your own life, in your own world with people you know. So if someone's knocking on your door and it's a policeman and they do become unlawful, now you've got a name, now you've got a a face, and now you're going to go after that person by name that constable and say right you acted unlawfully i am going to sue you and you'll find that the system won't protect that constable so yes i don't think we're there yet i don't think we're at the stage of molotov cocktails and ak-47s on the streets of london or anything like that i hope that day doesn't come i'm hoping we're on the brink i think that could happen within this decade I, i you know it could if not enough people wake up, it could go that far. Um, but also, I mean, 
you've got to go back to um, what was going off in, in, in Russia with communism and all the rest of it, is that the people consented, even though they didn't realise it. They, they accepted the, um, you know, comrade, are you the comrade of Mother Russia? Yes, I am. Well, there you go, you've consented. That's all they need. Okay, it's that simple. So when you say consent, it's not like you've got to fill out a great big form and sign a contract and all of this. These people within government, it's just a slip of the tongue. Just you saying yes to a question is enough for them to say, right, you've consented. And then the other terrible one is the tacit consent with what the Vatican did is saying, oh, well, uh, they send you something in the mail. And if you don't reply and say no, then you've said yes. You know, the yes. guy says like, this is just horse crap, Absolutely <laughs> you know, correct. and it's just all these deceptive things. And this is something that's been helpful for me is um, looking at hypnosis and, and that type of propaganda or manipulation. I was using it for affirmations and getting better at sports and learning about myself. <laughs> and then I'm looking at this, but I was also curious about war. I'm like, oh, crap, that's a language pattern. All, you know, it's like when I get the papers here and I wanted to do a thing where I just show all the headlines of the paper, just fear always before before COVID, it was all fear too you know what i mean and so when yes. you're in fear like fear is the mind killer that's the number one thing that separates you from spirit and so that's what i like about this idea is like you get you get closer to the idea that a creator created you and gave you dominion here so you are the you are the apex and so you shouldn't be afraid no other man or woman has dominion over you unless you've contracted with them. That's the sure. truth. And that's when you go into the Bible. That's now how I'm reading it, whether it's analogies or things like that. You start to read it. It's like, oh, this is how it actually works. Now, could somebody come in and take that free will away from you and maybe harm you? Yeah, but you're going to probably spend more time in your mind worrying about that then it actually happens. And if it does happen, that was from the creator or something beyond you anyways, because you mm -hmm. could, you know, die falling down the street, something could happen. You know what I mean? We, we, our time here, we don't know what it is, uh, but we can, we, we can live in honor and justice and truth and seek, you know, seek those things and seek the creator and seek living a good life and being in harmony with our environment. You know, we're learning that it can be predatory from from the systematic point of view, but from a community point of view, when you're strong and you're doing those things, you're going to gravitate to other people. Um, they're yeah. going to do the want to do the same thing, and those who want to do something else, they can. And so, what I'd love to ask is like, how do you see this going moving forward? Some people have said that these elites know their time is up. So that's why they're yes. rushing this. They're rushing it. So those of us who yes. do make it to the other side are going to have that knowledge and awareness, and they're going to have to kind of recoup and figure out what they're going to do. So that's why everything is kind of going at light speed because they know this awakening is happening and they can't stop it. So I love that idea because it's much more inspiring than you know some of the other uh, potential directions we may go. Yes, that's right. Um, <clears throat> I think that's why they call it the apocalypse. It's the lifting of the veil. So it's like the end game, you know, so people start waking up. And it's only the people who wake up who survive an apocalypse. So it's the ignorant and the evil who always die. Even the Nazis knew that. So when the Nazis were doing their, their thing in um, Second World War sort of thing, the generals knew they only had a short period of time to do this. And a lot of them were only going to do it, get rich and get out because they knew it would not work because people wake up to it um so but i, I don't want to give i don't want to give false hope okay because a lot of people might think oh this is the apocalypse uh but we'll be fine because we've woken up so i'm going to sit back and do nothing there's too many people sitting back doing nothing no 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 
The only person who can save you is yourself. That's it. You've got to get off that sofa. You've got to do something. Okay. No matter what it is, no matter how small, whatever, you've got to do it. So everyone's going to do their bit. So I just wanted to touch on something as well is uh, going back to the practical things. You mentioned this tacit agreement. So um, yes, you're absolutely correct. This is how the government actually operates is if you ignore them, then they'll say, oh, you agreed because you never responded. You never replied. That's not how tacit agreement works, <laughs> but they will. So this is why if you ever do receive any mail from the, the government, okay, anything that comes from the, through the post or a corporation or anything like that, bulky ticket, you must always reply, but you don't have to respond. Okay, replying and responding is two different things. Responding is answering questions. Replying is just sending something back. You've always got to reply, no matter what it is. It could be a notice of unable to respond. So you just send it back saying, I can't respond to this, but you've replied. And also do it in the written. Now, I want to touch on this as well. There's too many people. Don't use emails. Don't use texts. Don't use phone calls. Okay, stop doing that. Don't use websites. Don't use touch screens. Stop using all of that. You've got to get into the written. You've got to get signed documentation. And don't accept anything from these corporations like uh, emails or anything like that. Say, no, I don't accept emails. If you send me an email again, I will then send you a notice and I will charge you $500. So every time you try and contact me with an email, I'm charging you $500. And do that all the time. So if you start responding to these people, right, so you get a bogus parking ticket, notify them, say, look, this isn't, I'm not doing this for free. Every time I send a notice back to you, I'm charging you £500 because you've sent me an unfounded claim. You've sent me a document with no signature. You've sent me a claim that's got no evidence. So every time I've got a reply, I'm charging $500 a pop. So yes, don't ignore because you're absolutely correct. If you ignore, the government says, well, you've agreed because we didn't hear back from you. And use the postal service. Always send it in the mail and get a receipt because the postal service, believe it or not, has the, the largest jurisdiction and the most powerful jurisdiction in their system. So you might as well use it to your advantage. But yeah, don't ignore. <laughs> yeah, and, and basically what you're saying, which is, again, it's interesting. And just to recap, because I'm starting to understand it a little bit more. They're sending you an offer of a speeding ticket to a person, right, who, if you're a man or a woman, it's an act or a statute. It doesn't apply to you unless you yep. agree to it, right? So they've given you that offer, so we're just conditioned to accept it, right? And it might, might sound like craziness, but that's actually the truth, and so that's what they're counting on, and that's how they're getting all this revenue and, and, and different things like that. So when you start to understand these things, test it and push back, and as your understanding grows, uh, you're going to be able to do it on, on bigger things. So just start where you are, because even we were doing a notice of liabilities for a lot of people who were getting threatened for their jobs here. I had one friend. He didn't even put it down. All he did was just not consent, and he's the only one who hasn't got the two stuff two you know things and he hasn't even lost his job yet he just stood his ground and is like nope i am not doing that and we gave him that that legal process but he then he goes to me he says people were sending in the notices of liability but they weren't accepting them so if they mm -hmm. weren't accept so the people knew that they were receiving them so they weren't um accepting them so then the workaround they had is we had to get a server you had to get a process server. So obviously this right. stuff works if they're denying it because then once, you know, we, we were sending registered mail, but they were refusing it. So right. then now at the point of prophecy, so if it meant nothing, there's no way they would have rejected that notice because that's the man or a woman that's enforcing it. And in, and in Canada, I don't know what it's like in the States, but the government says on their website, we're not enforcing anything. 
right? So they go down to the corporations or to the businesses saying you need to enforce it. So they're liable. So anybody yes. who um, it's just a pass, pass the buck of liability. So yes. eventually it's going to get to your boss who has a manager. So you go to your boss and then everybody up the stream, right? So Correct. you can't go up the stream and say, Hey, you're out of it. It's like, no, 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 it's you. So I'm going to hold you liable. Yes. And one of the things that I've heard from a person who's connected in a big company with HR, they said, if only a few people do that, they might let you go and they'll take the, uh, the suing or, or whatever comes because it's cheaper. So they know that they can get sued and they're liable. And that's cheaper than if there's a small portion of you that actually band together and say no. So mass right. non-compliance is key. Understanding right. how this system works is key. And then growing your own knowledge and understanding to just kind of test it. It's okay if you fail. It's okay if you're afraid, um, but keep acquiring that knowledge and, and uh, move forward. Like, you know, this knowledge has allowed me to not wear a mask at all. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And so like, I've been able to go for two years and people are like, Oh, what about confrontation? Nobody confronts me. I don't know if it's how I look or how I carry myself or whatever the case is, but nobody confronts me. It's a child at the, you know, um, at the front of a store that will ask me to put on a mask. Right. And I smile at them and I say, I'm exempt and I'm mm -hmm. always fine. Right. And so just that understanding of like, people are afraid. Oh, well then what if a cop comes? Well, if a cop comes and even if you don't know your stuff and you get a ticket, worst case ever is you paid like a hundred bucks on whatever that ticket is. But even that they're not even, you most likely won't have to pay because they're unconstitutional. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's just, this knowledge has allowed me to do that and not say, Oh, because I'm afraid I must mask myself to, you know, operate in the public. And so, you know, this will just kind of keep growing in, in your freedom and your understanding and, and who you are, because otherwise it's like, how, what do you want me to do? Like dance around like a dog? Like, where does it end? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> sh you shoot my arm un unwanted medical procedure. Like, where does it end? Well, yes, exactly. Don't put up with it. So what I want to do as well, I mean, you made some great, great comments. Okay. And that's completely going in the right direction as well. That's perfect. Um, but I would say um, to anyone watching, uh, one of the things you've got to make sure you don't do is don't refuse. Okay. So if your challenge is someone, say your boss says um, you've got to wear a mask. And if you turn around and say, I refuse, you're in a losing stand. Okay. Because what's going on there? Because if you say, I refuse, what you're actually saying is you're saying, actually, I agree. I should wear the mask. I agree I have an obligation to wear the mask, but now I'm refusing. That means you're in dishonor. So this is how the police operate, okay? This is how a lot of these uh, upper middle management operate. They're waiting for you to say, I'm gonna to refuse to wear the mask. If you do that, then yes, they will come after you because you've accepted the responsibility that yes, you should be wearing the mask. So it's much better to decline. You've got to always, always, always decline. No matter who's saying it, it could be a policeman, it could be someone in the shop, your boss, doesn't matter, the Pope, the Queen, I don't care. Whoever's saying you've got to do the thing, you always say, thank you very much, but I decline the offer. Now, they're in a, they're in a, uh, a spot, because you've declined, you're in honor. They've got no choice, either they walk away, or they try and force you. And if they're trying to force you, you go, hang on a minute, now you're trespassing against me. Now you're harassing me. And now you're without honor. Now I can come after you and now I'm gonna sue you. So please, whatever, if anyone's watching this, don't use, don't say I refuse. You know, if it's a test, a, a mask or whatever, don't use that terminology. And I would also, I know you mentioned that you said you're exempt. 
that can be a slippery, slippery slope as well. If someone, say you go into a shop and someone's, you know, you're not wearing a mask and you say, I'm exempt. Again, what you're doing is you're, you're accepting that that person had the right to ask you that, per, that question in the first place. Okay. And then because you're accepting the fact that that person is, has the right to ask you that, you're now given an exemption. Now you're basically in a contract, you're negotiating a contract. So that person might say, well, what's your exemption? And now you go, oh, okay. And now you're going to have to say like, well, I'm exempt, you know, religious grounds or I'm pointed to this act or statute. Well, that, at that point, you've lost your sovereign status. You've lost your court. You're not in your jurisdiction anymore. You're now in the jurisdiction of some act or statute. And what happens if the politicians take that away? Like religious exemption, once if they take that away, well, now you're obligated because you said well, I was exempt because of this act or statute, but the politicians taken it away. Now you're not exempt. So the best thing to do if anybody says, why aren't you wearing a mask or whatever it is, if they confront you, depends on the person. You know, if they're doing it nicely and politely, you can say, oh, thank you very much, offer decline. But if they're being in your face, you turn around and say, what's it got to do with you? You know, it, that's the attitude you should have. What's it got to do with you? Am I obligated to wear a mask? You know, that's how you should act. You go, hang on a minute, where are you getting the authority from to tell me, telling me to, to wear a mask? And now you'll see these people back down. Yeah, so don't please don't use exemption and don't use uh, refuse. Um, and and refuse, yes. so you could say fuse. Yeah, and I remember you actually talked about that in the last, you just like decline the offer, right? Because you're not in their game. It's a, it's a high, it's all about jurisdiction. You want to be at the yes. highest level jurisdiction. So if you agree to go down to their level and play in their ring, then you got to play by their rules. But it, yes. it's like um, a child can't tell a parent that they want to eat ice cream for dinner all week because they don't have the authority to do that. The parents got the authority for the time over a five-year-old. So, a, you know, it, jurisdiction is so important. And so sure. the words you use might put you or agree to play in their jurisdiction, which, again, it gets into these slippery things. And But they're not infinite. What the, These are concepts that you become aware of. So once you kind of understand the ruse that they're using and all these different things, it can sound overwhelming, but they're, they're limited right and then uh you're like oh it becomes very very obvious so so that's a good one for me and go in there i can just say offer declined you know what i mean offer that's declined. it offer declined and it'll work the same way because these people most of them don't want to enslave other people most people don't want to infringe on the rights there are some that do but oh, it's cool. it's there's a great um, line by Mark Passio that I love, and he says, um, order followers keep the system of slavery in place, not the ruling elite, not anyone else. That people following the mother effing orders need to knock it off. And um, it's kind of like either they're doing it to keep their job, which is a lot of the time. Um, some of them kind of like it, but these people are not very strong-willed. They're not going to hold yes. their ground. They don't have – courage and loyalty and understanding and all these wonderful things so that's where i'm confident at the end of the day because all the people that i think stand in like they're standing in the truth they're willing to defend that with their last breath a coward will run away at the first sign of a threat right and so when you can just do that peacefully right and in commerce one of the things you touched on as well is you need to remain in honor you can't be belligerent or angry all this is it's all a commercial contract so you need to remain in honor and just yeah. peacefully communicate what you're going to do and so it's like offer to client um and just test this stuff they won't know what you're talking about but you'll know 
That's the whole yes. important. The police don't know this, but some of the judges do. Not all the police. Some of the police know. Some of the judges know. But sometimes they're in the back making phone calls, trying to figure this stuff out. The important thing is for you to know and stand your ground and know who you are. You know, mm -hmm. and so these distinctions are important. And when you said decline, does that work the same as conditionally accept? Say, okay, well, I'll take no. this if you could show it's this, this, and this, or would you just go straight up decline? That's the a decline. No, a conditional yeah. acceptance means you're now in negotiation. Okay, so a conditional acceptance is you're now negotiating with that person. So you're now contracting with them. You're now actually thrashing out a contract. If it's decline, offer decline, that short circuits it. There is no contract. It didn't even begin. So what about, let's say with your nurse's example, right? They go, okay, yep. your job here, right? You got to take this. You're going to lose your job. You say, offer decline. Say, well, yep. if you want to work here, you must do this. Offer decline. And then um, basically, I'll just draw it out how I think it would go. If they, if they fire them, you go to the original worker's contract that they signed mm -hmm. and made an agreement to. So if in that contract, it doesn't say you have to take these experimental shots, then they have grounds and then they could sue them for that. And that's all they would actually pretty have much. to do. That's pretty much right now. If we want to dig a little bit deeper into that uh, scenario is that um, most people think they've signed a contract. They haven't. I want everybody, if you're watching this, go and have a look at the contract you think you signed. You didn't sign a contract. You probably only find one signature on there, which is yours. There is no second signature. If there is no second signature, guess what? That's not a contract because you don't have a contract with anybody. If their signature is not on that documentation, what you actually have is a service agreement which you control. <laughs> I mean, this is why the system is so fragile. I wish people would just wake up to this. They're panicking. And I look at their paperwork and go, well, you, you signed this. No one else has. That means you control this document. You've charged this document. You control it. No one, no other living, breathing man or woman can control this document. The reason being is because their signature is not on it. So if someone tries to, say, get a clause out of this contract and say, you've got to do this, you'll turn around, well, wait a minute. Is your signature on this? No, it's not. So how can you enforce this document onto me when your signature's not on it? This is why so many people, they've got their power. They, they're in the winning, they've got the winning hand. So what people have actually got, instead of contracts to do work, they've actually signed a service agreement with a legal fiction, a corporation. Corporations don't exist. This is why I keep saying to people, the, the system's so fragile, it really is. If, if people just wake up to this. Yeah. So the first and thing I, you do with an... So, oh, yeah, so I was just going to say on that note, Alphonse Fagiola, who I love, he's like all fired up. He's a, yeah, he's a great uh, resource if people want to check him out too. But he'll say, it's like Ronald McDonald or Mickey Mouse coming after you. He's like, they are make-believe. Well, yes. Why are you afraid of a make-believe thing? Right? It's just like, yes. how are they going to come after you? They're not real. Where does their authority come from? You know what I mean? Yes. So every corporation stat because he's dealing with like how he got into it was uh, the municipality tried to give him a sewer tax and he paid it. And then they tried to do it again and it pissed him off so much. He just started <laughs> to learn all this stuff. And he's like, wait, this, the township of this, who are you? Who's the yeah. human that's going to, who's the man or woman who's going to show up and tell me that they have authority over me to pay that tax. He's like the same Mickey Mouse, Ronald McDonald. So when we start to, these concepts will start to sink in and I'm able to kind of talk about this now, but I remember doing the law summit and be like oh my goodness but it's starting to sink in and, and you take it over time but they it, you just you know the things are true and this is this is the granddaddy ultimate deception this is the, yes. the the deepest truth and so we need to know who we are 
where we are, how this matrix works and how we're giving our power and sovereignty away so we can bring it back to ourselves. Because if we have this massive leak, if we're just bleeding out every day from this yeah. gaping wound, it's like, yo, you got to patch that thing up. So you yeah. need to understand enough to patch up that wound, even though it might not be pleasant or fun or whatever, just keep patching away bit by bit, then boom. Now you've got that power, that source, and you're creating with this piece. You've removed fear. You're in love and, and growth and community and service because you've got this nice you know, situation where you're empowered and you can handle yourself in this environment and you can pass that down to other people. Yes, correct. That's, that's the way we win this is there's too many people who want to fight. Um, I can understand it. I, I really do. You know, there's a lot of people like, let's charge parliament and all this. And let's, I think the way we win this is basically it's offered decline. I'm turning my back on it. I'm not playing the game. Okay, government doesn't exist. I don't care what these people have to say, these politicians. I'm not interested. Okay, I don't care. That's how this game is won by us. Offer declined. We're turning our backs on it. We're going to do our own thing. Leave us alone. That's how we do it. That does not mean we're weak. Okay, so I don't want people to think that we have to be... Um, what's the word, tolerant or anything like that. Um, you be polite, you be a, a, a decent uh, man or woman. Um, I don't like using the word human, that's color of man. So I try not to use that word anymore. Um, even I sometimes use the wrong words. But, um, yeah, human Yeah, human is like not even a full, like they'll, they'll call you human. And in the Black's Law Dictionary, I think it's the fourth edition, it says human is monster. And Mark monster. Metallic, yeah, Mark Metallic was in court once. He said, and uh, the judge goes, oh, you're a, you're a good human. You'll, you'll pay your ticket, right? And he goes, he goes, how dare you? Don't call me that again. And then he goes, oh, you know what I mean? He's like, but the, the judge was calling him a monster. Like, I own yeah. you. And that's that yeah. mindset of that Luciferian satanic mindset. They believe that. You're their property. You're their chattel. We own you. But the thing is, they're only doing it through deception. That's not actually true, right? No, no one owns you. We're all, we're all equal here, but it's waking up to the fact that some people don't have your best interest at heart. And that's where mm -hmm. good, compassion, empathetic people, they can't understand how people would be so evil. And I've had these discussions with people like, this doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I'm like, look, it makes absolutely no sense if you're a good person and you think they're trying to help people. Now, mm. if you look from this skewed perspective of what they're trying to do, then everything makes absolutely perfect sense. And it, it takes them a moment to gravitate, to just understand the gravity of how evil these people are, right? And then yes. the people that enforce it. So it's just that understanding. We don't have to be in fear. Um, but it, the other one is just saying like, um, you know, stop complying. You know what I mean? If you just start there, yeah. just stop. Anything that just doesn't sit right with you, don't comply. And yeah, if we no, did that on mass, it would just fall on its head. And so, yeah, <laughs> just wild. Yes. That's, that's, that's the way we win this. Um, but I was, I was going to mention that it doesn't mean we're weak. Okay. In fact, the exact opposite. Okay. Because the, the, the thing is, as long as you leave me alone, I won't harm you. If you cross me, I'm coming after you. Okay. I'm going to show my teeth and my claws. I will become the wolf with all these sheeple out here and I'll have lamb chops for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> That's the attitude you've got to have, okay? It's like, leave me alone. I'll be a decent person. I'll be honorable and all the rest of it, okay? If you try and violate my rights, if you give my rights a dirty look, I will come after you. I will serve you notice. I will be relentless. And that's what we've got to do. 
it's like, um, I think there's a term where it says the meek shall inherit the earth. Now, people think that the word meek means cowardly or without strength. That's not what it means. The meek is a warrior who knows how to fight, but then does not unsheath his sword because he knows he doesn't have to. So he keeps the sword in. So that's what the meek means. Because I never understood that when it was in the Bible, the meek shall inherit the earth. I go, well, that, that doesn't make sense. How does the weak and the uh, you know, people who won't <laughs> fight? That doesn't make sense. But of course, that's not what meek means. Meek means, oh, yes, you can fight, but you are smart enough and know that I can win this without fighting. That's what hmm. it means. So well, that's what um, Sovereign Project's about. Oh, well, I love that. And I didn't know that. And that's one of the things that I've learned through the summit and doing these interviews is look up the definition of everything because you don't know what shit yes. means. I don't like, I yes. just looking up words. I think I was like, oh, do I know what this means? And then, and then it's like this whole paragraph of like five, you just have such a, a deeper understanding of the word. But then when you're going to law stuff, you got to then look it up at what Black's law means because it's yeah. a separate friggin' thing. You've got yeah. two languages. It's like this, you know, it's just so crazy where they have this other language right on top. Up. and then like you said you got to learn how to read where basically yes. anything in all caps does not exist you know nope. so it's like nope. how you read these different things and, and you uncover this deception and every time you learn a little thing it, it takes away the power um one thing i wanted to kind of ask is uh, um with the let's say if i'm understanding it let's say you're out there in public and you got this business and a cop you know was going to give you a ticket and you're like, you know, no contract, blah, blah, blah. They give you a ticket. Then it's like disorderly contact and they throw all this kind of crap at you. Right. Like they're, cause they're just going to be dicks, which, which happens. So then they do that. When you, when you go through your process, you use their court and you're saying their court is not going to protect them. Because like, this is how, this is what happened. This is the truth. You go through and, and the sovereign project helps with that. Like how to press the claim. Yeah. Cause there's, there's one side is the defense. I'm not entering into this contract. And then it's like, Oh, it was you, you know, Doug that, you know, beat me down and, and did all these false charges and blah, blah, blah. Now, because I understand that system enough, it's actually you who are liable and I'm going to press that on you because you acted outside of your jurisdiction to beat me down, yes. try to give me 50 charges and ding with me. And then now all of a sudden that, that charge, uh, you know, that, that person gets, um, dropped because mark patelic will talk about dinging their insurance a lot right and that Correct. actually was just it's scary so it's scary to them anyway so and then the lawyers have insurance and do the judges have it as well yes they're supposed to have an indemnity bond okay right. but i have heard that a lot of these judges especially in in england they don't even have them anymore because no one was claiming on them so some of these judges don't have them which means if you actually go after the judges you're actually going to be taking their personal assets Oh, wow. So their house, their car. So there you go. But yes. So, so with the sovereignty project, it, that was one thing I was wondering is it would help you as you go through theirs to press the claim if somebody did, because that's, that's understanding what the truth is, right? Knowing what their right is. Well, you know, mm. you don't have a right, you know, for sure. The truth is I have to enter a contract. That doesn't mean somebody through ignorance might try to harm you. It does mean that you will have the ability to, uh, go back and that's why it's just peaceful you just remain in peaceful remain yes. in honor there they've got weapons they've got guns they you know have got these things remain peaceful remain calm worse then it's now an intellectual spiritual mental battle it's not a physical battle say okay you know what i mean i'll peacefully comply under duress 
right? Because you're threatening me and you're harmed. And, you know, that's, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to do when I got pulled over. It's so funny, you know, and it's okay to, <laughs> it's okay to like, you know, I, I did the last time and I know all this stuff and I'm getting pulled over for speeding and my heart's like going, I'm like, oh, I got to call a buddy. He's like, what do I say? What do I do? You know what I mean? He's just, so one friend's like, oh, just take the ticket. So he comes, he's like license and uh, uh, registration. And I can't remember what I said. I was just like, basically, I don't know if it was no. <laughs> I, was like, why? I was like, I don't know. I was like, why do you need that? I was like, I don't know. He's like, oh, this doesn't have to be hard. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I'll give it to you under stress and duress then. He's like, what's the duress? I was like, you're armed and you just threatened me. And so yes. I, get, I give yeah. him that. He's like, I was like, make sure you put duress down there. So I didn't know exactly what the hell I was doing. And I was afraid, but I still understand the truth about contract and some of the other stuff and what's going on. And, and that's a part of the learning process is you suck at first, you know what I mean? And so it's, it's okay. That's, it's not like, like you, I was looking for the magic paperwork, the one thing, the one laws cite this law like this and boom, it all goes. It's who you are as an individual with your knowledge to play the chess game. But the nice thing is about this chess game is you've got all the good pieces and they got a few pawns, right? But all they're using is this projection of an illusion to make you think that they're scarier than they actually are. So you just like knock over your queen, you know, you just do all these stupid things. (laughs) So yeah, is is that how you see it as well? Absolutely perfect. Absolutely, yes. Because I I use the chess game in in, when I do my uh, Thursday workshops because I do a Thursday workshop with with at least like 70, 80 people. And I use that terminology all the time. It says this game is basically a blend between poker and chess. Okay, so don't tip your hand because you're holding a the royal flush. You're holding the best hand. Don't tip your hand. And chess, you've got to make these moves. Um, but there's a document. There's some documents on my website on how to talk to a police officer. Okay, so you could download that and it will t- tell you some points. It is based on the police officers in the UK, UK corporation. Okay, but it's pretty much the same for every single country. The oath might be slightly different, but other than that, the, the the scenario is the same, okay? So also, we've got to be careful with our terminology because I know you were using the word cops. That's meaningless. Cops is slang. I, I don't recognize the word. So are we talking about police or are we talking about constables? Two different jobs. So you've got to distinguish between the two. Like we mentioned earlier, a police officer just deals in commerce. He does not deal in the law in any way, shape or form. Yeah, That's poli- where the name Policy comes enforcer. Policy enforcer? Yeah. That's, that's where the name comes from. Absolutely right. So he's a policy enforcer. I mean, the thing is, he might have a badge on there in blue, like in the UK, it says blue and then it says police, in, but it's in all caps. It doesn't say police. The people are <laughs> reading it. So the first thing you got to do is when you're dealing with these people in uniforms, okay, don't assume that they're a policeman. Simple as that. Go, hang on a minute. Who are you? So if someone comes up to you in a, in a, in a costume, one old McDonald costume, because that's all they are, they say, well, who are you? Don't, don't assume they're a policeman, okay? Because Oh, I did that. Are. I did that, and he wouldn't give me his, uh, I said, uh, your, I wanted his card, yes. right? Because a, a, a constable can only, can pull you over if they see a crime, right? A crime? policy enforcer cannot do that. So no. I knew he pulled me over for policy enforcement. So I asked for the card and wouldn't get it. And then he threatened me. And that's what I'm going to say. I was like, well, you, you know, saying like, uh, this doesn't have to be hard. I was like, well, you're armed and you have that thing. I've asked you to identify yourself. I don't know who the hell you are. Wow. Yeah. Did, uh, did you get it recorded? 
No, because I was trying uh, to, I was good at, and I knew that I was thinking that too, yes. but I was trying to call my buddy because I was like, I don't know what to do. So I was trying yeah. to get like a, a walkthrough, you know, and I, but I was like, do I, do I film it or do I call my film buddy? It. I should have filmed it because that would have been all I needed. Right. And it would be gone yes. because he, he wouldn't identify himself. I don't know who the hell that is. That's and so it. then it, that, you, yeah, because you can't it. pull him over for uh, speeding tickets or things like that. Cause that's policy enforcement. You're not acting as a constable. It's like, yeah. have I committed any crimes? Did you witness me? Cause speeding in this is not a crime, right? So, so where's your authority come from? You know, Doug Jones. Yes. Right. And so they may or may not know this but it wouldn't stick in court, right? So if I would have filmed it I probably would have been all right. You would have been fine. That's yeah. right. Cause you've been recorded. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you just get your camera on, yeah. get recording and then you would say to him, I'm recording this for court and for legal reasons. And you can say, I should be handing this over to my legal team after this is over. I'm giving you a forewarning, okay? So you're forewarned. Don't say warning, by the way. If you say warning, that could be perceived as a threat because a warning means something right now is going to happen. So say forewarning because something, you know, in the future. So that, yes, record, switch your camera on, start recording. And then you'd say the reason why you're recording. I'm recording this for court. For legal reasons, I will be giving this to my legal team after we're done. And I'm giving you a you know, forewarning. And now you'll see that policeman is going to start behaving himself. Because if you ask for his identification and he says no, he's not a policeman anymore. That's it. He's done. He has to give you his, in their code, in their code, he has to hand over their identification. If you can't identify who he is, then he's going to be acting unlawfully against you because you can't ascertain obligation or authority. If you don't know who he is, and he starts you know, sticking a gun in your face, then it's like, well, where's the obligation and authority coming from? I'm gonna have to defend myself. Yeah, so, it's, a man, it's a man or a woman sticking a gun in your face. So when, yes. you know, I, reasonable people don't go around trying to tell anyone else what to do, right? So why are you pulling me over with this gun telling me to pay you money? Because it's going to the corporation of Ontario, the corporation yes. of Canada, the corporation of the UK or the state or whatever. So it's a private business. So how are you conducting your business if I didn't agree to this? And so it's a, you know, it's a very fascinating, you know, thing to understand and to uncover because it like it's the greatest deception, you know, and this hopefully is yes. what the the great awakening is. And if you I felt better going through the law stuff and really diving deep last year and learning that than some of the other stuff, because like you said, you want it to be practical. You want it yes. to be functional. And so, you know, again, if th this is kind of a double header, so if uh, people are learning and they want to learn more, I highly recommend they go to your website, start chipping away, just take it bit by bit. Um, yeah, but there's yeah, communities yeah. of people coming together. You're going to accelerate your learning so quick, quickly. And it's so important if you are uh, an adult or a kid, this should be taught to kids, right? It would remove the deception right away. But this is mandatory adult knowledge. You were going to have <laughs> yes. to use it um, at some point. I had a friend, she was, you know, it's like, oh, I want to be part of the solution. And I didn't know what to do. And I, I told her last year, I was like, start learning the law today, right? Just start chipping away. Just start learning bits and pieces. You don't have to overwhelm yourself. Well, then she gets these uh, tickets and they're kind of bogus. And she's like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? Like, and then she wanted someone to go help her. I was like, had okay. you started to chip away, you would have more understanding. You'd be able to deal with those tickets, yes. but you'd have grown mentally, emotionally, and spiritually because what's essentially happening is you're uh, 
being used as a slave and it doesn't feel good because you didn't consent to this, but you're mm -hmm. now coerced to do it. So you feel lesser than like, it's just this dirty feeling of how can you tell me what to do? How can you just come and take my things? How, you know, if I haven't committed a crime and what we're talking about is policies and money and taxation and, um, you know, any, we're not talking about actual crime. If you are a, a piece of crap and you're hurting people, you deserve to go to jail and all of that stuff. That's totally different. That's hard. There needs to be another man or woman on the other side that said, Hey, um, you know, you like, <laughs> I think my dad once he looked like took someone's wood from their fence. He thought it was all, you know, broken down, but the guy wanted the wood and my dad took some and had to go to court and pay him back. And I was like, no. that's fine. Cause that was his wood, right? The other guy was like, yo, you, that was on my land. You took my wood. So you should have gave it back. You know what I mean? Yes. You shouldn't presume that. Right. But he had made an assumption that uh, the wood was junk and he could just take it. But you know, that's the thing you break someone's window. That's what an honorable person does. I need to go replace that because you know, that's my fault. So that's, that's a big distinction of what we're talking about here but we have this yes. larger predatory system that is functioning to kind of fleece the sheep fleece the population keep us in fear and when we uncover that this will go into politics into the fake government into all these things and we can go back to governing ourselves and, and cooperating so um yes brother this yes. has been amazing i could talk to you all day all day um, <laughs> but you have your your website and everything you, you put on there is phenomenal there's a community right. um you know it'll accelerate your learning and again it is a spiritual mental emotional process and i know i like all the other spiritual stuff but i wish that i would have started with this if i could go back in time i had the mm -hmm. inklings but the resources weren't there i was kind of looking here and there i couldn't find a good educational resource as i was just hearing things about the birth certificate and stuff like that and you know i kind of clue but i didn't know where to go to like really understand it now we have a lot of great teachers and a lot of people going there and this is the the ultimate pursuit so uh, i just appreciate all the work you've done and, and for coming on the show is there anything that you think that we should have, have touched on um or you want to share with the listeners before we close it out sure no um, i mean yeah we could talk for hours we, yeah, we're <laughs> doing, we'll do another one in a month or two's time or something but sounds uh, good we can do um you know next time we chat or something we can do more practical scenarios if people are interested you know because a lot of people are coming to me saying i'm getting mandated at work oh, i've got this i've got that what do i do what do i do oh by the way i can't tell anybody what to do right all i do is i show how the system works i go this is how it works you have to make your own decision that's what being sovereign means taking responsibility for your own life and then you make the decision so i can't tell anybody what to do and i don't give advice so i just say this is how it works it's up to you what you want to do. And we only deal in remedy. There's no solutions. There's no answers. But um, yeah, you know, we could, you know, obviously it's been an hour and a half now. We could carry on talking, but that's a bit too long. So uh, <laughs> but if we chat again, then I don't mind going deeper and talking about some more solution type things, some scenarios. Not a problem. Amazing. Well, that sounds good. And if people want to dive deeper, it's the sovereignproject.live. .live. That's it. Yep. Just yep. Uh, sign up. It's free. We had to do a login because um, I wanted to give all the documents away for free, but we didn't want uh, bots just downloading everything and, and you know destroying our bandwidth and crashing our website. So that's why you log in. It's free. Just leave an email address and you'll sign up to the newsletter automatically and then we'll ping you out a newsletter every, every month or something like that. Keep you up to date. But yeah, help yourself to all the information and spread it. It's copyright free. If someone wants to download it and put their own name to it and they go and do it, fine, don't care. 
help yourself. <laughs> yeah. And that, you know, that's the, that's what I love about it is because, you know, the people that are understanding it are sharing it. And there's a lot, of, I think, you know, even with the new age, which I love the new age, I love like uh, all the different possibilities, but even that is a distraction. If you don't know this, because when it comes down to like this predator, this parasite, which is what it is. And if it dings you and you don't have a shield, you don't have the things that all that stuff's not going to work. You know, the meta, I wish it would, it might, you can, might be able to meditate it away. You might be able to content, you might, but this is a lot more practical. You know what I mean? Like, and so it's the yes. same with, like, with my martial arts It's like, I hope I never need it. But if I do the time in the gym, the understanding, all of that is going to come into play to allow me peace, to allow me the best opportunity to leave safely, to, you know, disengage, do all these things. It's the real, world example not like oh shoot i'm going to meditate this morning so i have no conflict but that does kind of like carry in where i go because of how i feel and how i understand you're going to need that conflict less so um i just think like i said it's just such paramount knowledge and it is a spiritual endeavor so um just kind of pick away and enjoy and and this is going to be a real solution because what's happening now is like the parasites going all in right yes. so almost everybody's being targeted so you kind of you know it's very helpful information to have because fear is their number one tool and the more uh real useful knowledge you have the less fear you're going to have and you'll be able to navigate more easily and you know i've kind of said too like just like uh you know braveheart days you go into that battle that'd be terrifying guy you got knives and bows and arrows and swords and you know the maces things with the spikes on them is like that's a lot of ways to just go out in a brutal fashion and so you would need like peace that like to survive that you'd be like i need to be present and peace and faith with the creator and so i feel like that's what this is it's like whoa the creator the world is falling around us these things do look like they're going to cause harm everything is super uncertain how do i find yeah. peace and certainty and connection in this to you know navigate for myself and my family and my surroundings and i feel like um you know those who can do that are going to create the solutions and find the communities and um you know be able to thrive on the other side of this and even maybe through it yes yes i agree okay brother well i'll let you go this has been wonderful i am uh, always uh uh cheered up talking to you you know feeling optimistic so have a <laughs> have a beautiful day enjoy the rest of your night and uh thanks everybody for watching cheers nice one see you pete there you are, ladies and gentlemen, the absolutely amazing Peter Stone. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. I invite you to go to his website and check out all the incredible resources. He also he also has a Facebook group. They're very knowledgeable. A lot of people uncovering this stuff. This is very important for us to know to just keep diving in, to understand the deceptions of the world that we live in, the reality of the world, not so that we can be afraid, just so that it has no effect on us. Just like if you understand how propaganda and hypnosis works, once it's used on you, it's going to have no effect because you'll understand... The tool or technique and it's the exact same thing in martial arts and jujitsu is if i teach you what i'm doing then you have it's no threat uh, but if you don't know what i'm doing i'm going to basically choke you out or arm bar you or do whatever i want because you're not uh aware of what i'm doing and and once you know that it's going to take a level of deception to make it work so it's important that we understand the law and what's going on and the reality that we live in so that we can architect our own uh reality free from fear and um basically getting sheared and and harvested from these parasites and live in power and then pass that off to our fellow community members and our future generations so i hope that you enjoyed this episode please take a moment to share it with your friends leave a review um, anything to support the show is very much appreciated because we are facing extreme censorship and it is very challenging now follow me on telegram it's t.me forward slash matt belair i'm also on tiktok because instagram 
Instagram is just so crazy censored. Also, if you don't know, at Matthew Belair underscore was hijacked. It's not actually me. Um, so I had to make another one. And uh, yeah, it's just absolutely crazy. So screw Facebook, screw Instagram. It's just so challenging to get any kind of truth out there. Um, so any support would be uh, amazing. Telegram is holding strong email list is holding strong if you're interested in any of the coaching or the programs or tools that i have go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching check out the soul compass course the quantum heart hypnosis or one-on-one and group coaching all of it is really designed about peak performance but how to use all those tools to architect the life that's truly uniquely and honestly and authentically yours from your heart and soul so that's the first part is figuring that out then overcoming all the limitations and then architecting that reality using all those peak performance spirituality and esoteric tools to make it our reality so if you want any support with that hit me up matt at zenathlete.com and i'd love to hear from you work with you and support you your community your group or whatsoever so thank you so much for listening uh i hope that you have an amazing day and let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we close this out wherever you are in the world just stop what you're doing taking a deep breath in through your nose hold that breath let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, enthusiasm, love, faith, courage, gratitude, excitement, curiosity, and get ready to enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.